welcome to Everyday Trailblazers. I'm your host, Galen Pogue. Each week in my short segment, Everyday Trailblazers, I shine a spotlight on a change maker that's already doing great work, and I give them the opportunity to share their bigger vision for changing the world. Today I have on the podcast Aaron Capen. Aaron is the creator of SomaticSessionsAnywhere.com a somatic experiencing practitioner who offers online sessions to people around the world. Aaron is passionate about helping people create safety in their bodies and also to learn to find a full body yes or no as they navigate their human journeys. Aaron's work is generous, insightful, embodied, and empowering. And I'm very excited to have him on the podcast today. Aaron, welcome to Everyday Trailblazers. It's great to have you here. It's great to be here, Galen. Thank you. I think a great place to start is just to to help people understand what somatic experiencing is. I'm sure there's some people in our circles that get it already. And I'm sure you have to do this a million times uh, for people all the time. But would but I'd love to just get a real clear look at with what you how you would say what somatic experiencing is and maybe why it's important yeah thank you yeah you're right i'm having this conversation with people constantly because it's not something that we really understand in in everyday society it's nothing we talk about very much um somatic experiencing essentially is it's i often describe as an adjunct to talk therapy you know, talk therapy, you're talking about your, your thoughts and your emotions, and you're trying to figure out how to move forward in life, this kind of thing. Somatic experiencing works under the table. It works on your, your nervous system. I mean, if you think about anything that we have to do in life, we are supported by our bodies to do those things. So for example, um, when you get out of bed in the morning, your body has to sort of give you enough wake up energy to say, okay, here we go. I'm getting out of bed, you know? And when you come home after work and you've been keyed up all day, you've been working, you've been focused and you want to relax and kick back, your body has to be able to tap the brakes enough and say, okay, heart rate's going to slow down. You're going to take some deeper breaths. You're going to kind of, ah, but a lot of folks that, that, process can get interrupted a lot of folks they have a really intense day at work and they come home and their body doesn't support them in slowing down they try to sit on the couch they're just going to jump up again in five seconds and start scrubbing the kitchen or something their nervous system maybe has a difficult time to slow them down or speed them up at the appropriate times during the day so somatic experiencing is essentially almost like personal training for those skills we support the body in remembering how to slow you down into a place of restfulness and peace or how to speed you up and, and be angry enough to speak your mind when you need to, or be passionate enough to work on your, your, you know, art project or be loving and soft enough to be able to, you know, hold your child and relax with them in your arms, like to allow the nervous system to remember how to do those things so you can live as rich of an experience as possible. It's so funny how we usually, uh, I'm just noticing as I'm listening to this description, how I usually think about this as, uh, oh, this is just for calming down. 
you know, <laughs> but the way you're describing it is it's, it's for the whole experience of living. And, and I also just notice how much I take for granted that of course, you know, if my mind knows it's time to do this, that my body's just going to do it. Right. Yeah. I expect my body to be automatic. And yet that's also obviously not my, uh, it's not my experience. I experience that exact thing that you're talking about of like, okay, I'm going to come home and relax. And then boing, I'm up. Yeah. Yeah. Very common, especially in today's society that just really encourages us to always be go, go, go. Um, I think a lot of our bodies have forgotten how to do that. And I appreciate your reflection about the calming down thing. Um, most people, you know, they read about somatic experiencing and often it's described as, you know, um, like a trauma healing practice. And I think often people think about, okay, so it helps me calm down. It helps me get out of my anxiety. It helps me feel safe and settled. And all that is true. But also I can't tell you how many times I've worked with people who they feel unsafe being angry. And so anytime they feel angry in the slightest bit, they immediately put a clamper on it. They force yeah. it down. They don't express it because to express it sounds really scary. So when people start to feel safe with their feelings of anger, because they trust their body's ability to contain the anger and not lash out, then suddenly they can fill themselves up with that energy and it can be so powerful. They can speak their mind to people. They can get stuff done. They can set healthy boundaries and they don't it go. It just seems a like there's so many th emotions that we don't have a relationship with, you yeah. know? <laughs> it's like we have a relationship with anxiety but but anger you know or we don't even think of that as having a purpose we yeah. don't even think of sadness these are all things that get even anxiety right these are this is just stuff that gets in our way but it sounds i guess that's what came up for me is that it sounds like you're talking about establishing a relationship with it and a, a, a lot being clear about when there is when in, when it's time for these things I would say, you know, a therapist will help you with your relationship with anger. Like a therapist will help you figure out um, what to do with it and what it means to you and, um, and how to use it. What I'm just doing is letting your body be able to access the, like if we, if we simplify all emotions into the, the gas pedal and the brake pedal, okay. you know, anger is an example of the way that your body puts on the gas. Anger speeds you up and it gets you acting. So does passion. Passion is also the gas pedal. Uh, fear could also be the gas pedal, depending on how it's showing up. It can give you energy to like take action. Um, and I want to help people's bodies be able to put on the gas and put on the brakes smoothly and effectively without spinning out of control. I want I want your body to be able to go into an activated state without feeling terribly uncomfortable. I want you to be able to have the energy to be able to go and do stuff without being overwhelmed and then be able to smoothly put on the brakes when you're done doing this stuff and move into a state of relaxation and settled. Like I want your body to be flexible and adaptable. That's awesome. Yeah. It, it sounds like just a beautiful dream to me right now because I haven't like, experienced it you know, in a consistent form. So it's like, I guess, until you, until you do experience that regularly, it's hard to know that it'll be anything but just a fleeting moment. So how do you work with people to do that? Yeah. 
you know, one thing that often happens is the gas and the brakes will be on at the same time. And so that can be an anxiety feeling. You've got this tension in your chest that's just kind of there all the time. You know, it's kind of activated, but it's not doing anything. It's sort of stuck. And if we want to help the gas and the brakes smoothly, like, you know, balance each other out without both being just on at the same time and just lock, locking you up, one thing that we can do is I might ask a client, okay, so you're feeling anxiety. What's one physical sensation you notice that matches that anxiety? Maybe they say, I've got a little bit of a tension in my chest. It's like a little bit of a buzzing tension. And all I'll do is ask them, as you notice that buzzing tension, what happens next? Like, what's the first change you notice if you just wait? Maybe they say it gets a bit louder, it gets a bit more intense. Okay, and then what happens next? And then eventually, usually, it'll move, it'll change, and then they might take a deep breath. They might settle back in their chair. They might go, well, I mean, it actually is kind of settling a little bit. And just by paying attention to it, instead of dealing with it as this amorphous anxiety, just by paying attention to the actual physical sensation, it almost gives the body permission to let it move and change. Hmm. It's such a small thing, it seems like. It's incredibly small. And it can get more nuanced and more complex than that, but I think the, our bodies are constantly waiting for the opportunity to move towards greater ease, but they just need the support. I wonder if that's because we're just rushing around so much all the time. It's like I, I notice the difference in the way I feel and the way I do things when I just slow down. It's, it's so profound how different it is. Yeah. Like, how are you ever, you couldn't do this somatic work in a rush, right? <laughs> no, 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 definitely. A huge part of my job is with people, you know, usually folks come into a session and they're amped up and they're talking fast. And, you know, a lot of my sessions, I will often spend some time with them, like looking out the window, like, let's look out the window. Like, you know, what's, what's something beautiful that you can see, you know, what do you notice about that? Oh, is it blowing in the wind? And giving them a chance to appreciate the beauty and then saying, and what do you feel now as you, as you're looking out the window? And usually people say, oh, well, things are kind of slowing down a little bit. And it's like, okay, great. Now let's get started. So, okay. So you have to kind of, it sounds like you have to start from the slow place. Well, I mean, you, you lead them into the slow place. So it's not that it has to yeah. start from there, but something yeah. starts. From this I would place. say we got to start from a um, aware place. So, so if someone is like well-practiced with like body awareness, they could uh -huh. still come in. They could say, oh, I'm really amped up. I got all this tension in my chest and, and I'm really kind of hyper. You know, we don't need to start slow. We could start being mindfully fast. Okay. Yeah. Um, but if someone isn't accustomed to being mindfully fast, then starting slow is usually easier. There's something I'd wanted to ask you about or dig into a little more with your work. Yeah. And it has to do with helping people say full body yeses, full body noes. Um, and I'm sure that's connected in with boundaries too. Um, so how does your work connect to say, giving a real yes? to things and a real no to things and, and knowing the difference and, and making powerful choices. Yeah. So as people, part of the work that we do is, you know, there's this word interoception. 
interoception is the ability to like listen inside you know you feel the rumblings of your gut and you feel the tension in your chest and you feel the the warmth of joy you know that's interoception <laughs> and as your interoception develops it becomes a lot easier to know when you like the sound of something you know if i offer you a piece of dried mango and you have no interoception you might just think to yourself dried mango have i liked dried mango in the past i've liked dried mango in the past okay i'll accept the dried mango but if you have the interoception if you can listen inside i say do you want dried mango you listen inside and you say oh there's like a sense of constriction there's a sense of like a little bit of a Ugh, you know mm -hmm. i don't want dried mango <laughs> <laughs> and that's what i mean when i say like a full body yes it's like if you can listen or a full body no you can listen inside you can say oh no i don't want that i say do you want a hug you're like I love hugs, but I don't want a hug from you. It's like, it's so clear. I don't want a hug right now. And so you don't have to override your body or disregard your body. And so then because you're giving your body that respect, then someday I say, do you want a hug? You said no 20 times, but you realize, yeah, Aaron, actually right now, I really do want a hug. And it feels so much better because you're giving this hug from a full body. Yes. Mm. Rather than because you just decided you ought to. Wow, that's pretty revolutionary work, man. It's like, <laughs> like, like being not just acting out of our habits and our patterns and just really living in the moment. I mean, obviously, that would be more powerful than the way a lot of us live a lot of the time. Yeah. And I mean, it is, it's both a, it's a big personal shift. And of course it's a big cultural shift because our culture has so many. Right. There's the person on the receiving end of that too, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's so it is powerful. And then you're receiving a powerful response on the other end. And some people may not be ready for that much authenticity. Right. <laughs> and anybody who teaches boundaries. And I mean, I, I, I'm not, like I said, I'm not specifically teaching boundaries. I'm just trying to help people's body be capable of setting boundaries, you know, to like be able to be like, I can think about setting a boundary without crumbling because my body has the capacity to put the gas on that much. But if you talk to anyone who teaches boundaries, like I think there's always this thing about as you get better with your boundaries, you will notice people in your life having responses yeah <laughs> some, people, some people it'll be the bad responses it'll be like what is wrong with you why are you being so this why are you being so that you know and other people will be like wow i feel so much safer with you because i can trust you and i can trust your word i mean it's gonna attract some people too right yeah yeah i love it when people say no to me it doesn't always feel good in the moment but man when i have friends who i know will freely say no to me I'm like, I believe you when you, want to, <laughs> when you say you want to spend time with me. I believe you. And it feels so good. And when you probably, when you get a compliment or an acknowledgement from that person too, it's like, oh, that one I feel. What haven't I asked about the work that you do that you want to talk about? Well, I guess one thing that I would like to talk about, because we're talking about full body nose, we're talking about, you know, the gas and the brakes. And a lot of people I've noticed as soon as they feel any anger, they feel shame or they feel fear. It's almost like they get linked together because, you know, often we're taught as kids not to be angry or 
or you know mm-hmm. we get yelled at for being angry and so part of what i really want to see change in the world is that it's okay i want i want people to start feeling like rediscovering the safety with those feelings of anger to say like anger is a fundamental self-protective response you don't need to feel ashamed of wanting to like protect yourself like that's a beautiful thing and that just feels important to me because what happens when people are like that when they're able to when they're able to be in good relationship with yeah. anger then they're able to say no without feeling shame they're able to say hey that wasn't cool like what you said yesterday that wasn't cool and i want to talk to you about that they're able to have conversations like that you know which mm. then can allow for greater safety it can allow for greater intimacy because they can address challenges with people and relationships get stronger when you actually work through yeah, it like both that. parties are capable of like having those conversations then it can be a huge amount of trust that gets built and it seems like i mean <laughs> our, our world certainly and our nation i would say is really in need of stronger relationships especially yeah. right now man we're so, <sighs> there's so much division right now it or apparent apparent yeah. division yeah certainly we're not able to have these kind of conversations very yeah. well on a mass yeah. scale yeah anger can be really threatening it can feel like you know if someone's mad at me they must be the enemy if i'm mad at someone they must be the enemy um and part of that might be because i mean there's a whole rabbit hole we could go down but um sometimes the only anger we allow ourselves to feel is like the full 100 percent anger and there's something to be said for- <laughs> the word microdose just came <laughs> up i'm like should we be micro yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> like you know you you could offer me a hug and i could say hell no galen why would i hug you you know yeah. <laughs> that, that's too much anger for the moment it would just be like i'm not in the mood for a hug but thank you yeah oh that's a that's man it's just even hard for me to hear yeah. that yeah. like i'm not in the mood yeah. for a hug yeah it's hard to hear Huh. Okay. <laughs> and I mean, and that's the flip side, right? Like if you find yourself having a hard time hearing, I'm not in the mood for a hug, then, you know, if you translate that into somatic experiencing terms and you say like, what is it that your nervous system wants more of? What would your nervous system need more of in order to feel comfortable hearing that someone else isn't in the mood for a hug? Yeah. Well, and, and then also if you are the person that really needs a hug, right. And you ask somebody and they're like, I don't want to hug. Maybe they do it in the perfect way, you know, but you, you might stop asking for hugs then you're like, well, that person didn't, if you don't have a, a good relationship with that. And maybe if you had a better relationship with being set, uh, receiving a no, you might continue to ask some more people and then maybe actually get your hug whereas otherwise you wouldn't continue asking that's a really fascinating point actually you know i'm i'm working so much with people to help them feel like safe to reclaim their no but you're right there's a flip side of it which is a lot of people struggle with receiving no's and you know it raises the question of, yeah okay <laughs> 
so yeah it raises the question of you know if i flipped my career around and my new goal was to help people get more comfortable receiving those which honestly would also be a big gift to the world um yeah how many people are like god can you imagine the people out there that are still trying to get jobs from somebody yeah. else right and how much rejection yeah. do they get how about how about people dating yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how much how much rejection and no's are they receiving yeah. you know boy there's a need that's there. a great that's a really great point yeah i'm curious about that now i'm gonna have to think about what what's the missing ingredient like what would help people feel able to hear a no without it being a big hit you know I thought it might be cool if you have an actual story to tell about somebody you've worked with. Could I tell a story about myself? Yeah, I think. I think uh, where some sort of change happened, something was uh, something valuable and powerful happened. So I think I'll share the story that got me into somatic experiencing. Um, Perfect. Great. A friend of mine was having some like life changing somatic experiencing sessions and I got curious, so I decided to try some sessions as well. And I saw this guy every week, and you know we'd be we'd be talking. He he would notice little movements I was making with my wrist, and he'd have me make those movements, but but like more slowly. And I'd feel these big feelings, and I'm like, why am I feeling these big feelings moving my wrist around? Like it was just all this weird stuff. I didn't know what was going on. Um, but ultimately what he observed, because I asked him, I was like, what's the point? Like, we're going to do, we're doing these sessions every week. I'm feeling these big feelings, but what's the point? What's the benefit going to be? And he said, well, what I notice right now is that every time you get angry or upset or activated, your body lets you get activated to about a three out of 10. And then you make a joke or you sing a song or you change the subject. It's like literally you, you, your body only allows three out of 10 and then it's like anything it takes to, to diffuse it. So he's like, so what we're going to do is we're going to work each week and build your body's tolerance. So you can get to a four out of 10 and five out of 10, six out of 10 without needing to run away from it. You're going to build your body's comfort. And as your body gets comfortable to, uh, to be able to hold that much energy, you're going to just start noticing changes in your life. It's not going to take any extra effort on your part. You're not going to have to like work harder, like force yourself to do things. You're just going to notice you're getting more done. And I thought, well, that sounds cool. Like that's kind of what I want. So I kept seeing him. He kept having me sit with these powerful feelings. Like I'd start to have a big wave of anger and then I'd start to change the subject. He'd be like, ah, 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 ah. Let's, let's hang out with the anger for just a little bit longer. You know, let's, let's breathe with that for just a little bit longer. And then you can take a break. And I'm like, oh my God, fine. <laughs> you know, and he wouldn't push me too hard, but he'd just push me a little bit and then, and then I'd rest. Mm-hmm. And after about three months of sessions, I was reflecting. I realized in that time I had accepted a job as a massage therapy instructor that I felt totally underqualified for, but I thought, why not? And it ended up being this like amazing experience. I had implemented like a completely different organizational structure for my life where I was like keeping track of things in a new way. I was getting way more done. I was taking on, I think I was, I was waking up way earlier than I used to wake up. I was taking on all these challenges that I never would have accepted before. And it hadn't taken any extra effort. I wasn't forcing it. I wasn't using willpower. I just was, I was just game. I was game for it. 
And I was like, holy cow, this is exactly what he, wow. what he predicted. And this is stuff that I've been trying to work towards for years, but like three months of sessions with him and my system was able to handle, you know, someone offered me a job that scared me. Maybe that fear was a five out of 10, but he had trained me to be able to handle six out of 10. So five out of 10 was no big deal. That's yeah. amazing. Wow. That makes me wonder. <laughs> what level am I at? <laughs> Who knows? What more could I handle if I just worked yeah. with that? Yeah. That's so exciting. I loved it. And it wasn't like I was enduring it. I wasn't putting myself in a, under duress. It wasn't like I was just using willpower and forcing it and making myself go through things. Yeah. I just was more comfortable with it. That's incredible. So I love Thank you for yeah, sharing. Yeah, that. I thought that's this it's I like that story. Okay. <laughs> this is like a big question, but <laughs> I'm ready. What is the what's what's the change that you're passionate about making? Like if it if it were to happen nationwide or something. You know, if I could clone myself and like have ten million errands doing somatic <laughs> sessions with everybody, or you know, I mean, or just my field is growing, you know, there's more and more somatic experiencing practitioners. I think there's two main things I would hope for. One is as people gain the ability to listen to their own needs, you know, to rest when they need to rest and to stand up for themselves when they need to stand up for themselves, they start to feel safer and they start to feel more fulfilled. And that already is a huge gift. I want that for everyone. As people feel safer and more able to stand up for themselves and more resourceful, that's kind of like anti-trauma, you know, they're less traumatized because their bodies, their nervous systems are more regulated. They're not, they're not suffering from the past so much. They're, they're being taken care of in the moment. And as people are more themselves and they're more resourceful and they're more safe and they're more confident in their ability to take care of themselves, they treat each other better. Hmm. You know, a lot of the, the, harsh ways we treat each other it's like well i haven't rested for 20 years i've been in a state of danger for 20 years and you just said that to me well screw you (laughs) my enemy now you know but if you feel safe and strong and confident in your ability to like manage your boundaries and someone says something nasty to you you'll probably first like set a boundary maybe you'll leave the room but it's going to be much easier for you to come to a compassionate place and be like, how can I address this relationship, you know, with kindness? And that would be my hope is that like people are taking such good care of themselves and of each other that there could start to be a cultural shift in how we manage things. Yeah. That's, that gets me thinking that it gets me excited about what if we became this compassionate beacon for the world? I want that, you know, the more people who are living powerful, effective lives with compassion and love rather than the sort of overworked, you know, mindset of never resting, I think things just change and change for the better. Okay. Well, thank you for everything you've contributed so far. This is, this has been fun. I'm, I'm excited about this. And obviously uh, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of this that could help me for sure. I I could, (laughs) I could definitely benefit 
from getting more yeah. in tune. Yeah, that's more somatically tuned in. That's one of the reasons why I was excited to be doing this podcast with you. It's just because um, I think it's something that a lot of people could benefit from. And it's just, if you Google somatic experiencing, it's so easy to, for it to sound really woo-woo or really abstract. And I've just been trying to figure out the way to explain it the most concretely, because I think almost everyone, it could be impactful. But before you go try it, you'd have to understand it's not, it's not like woo-woo energy work. It's just... Well, that's why you need a professional yeah. to work with, right, on this. I mean, you could do it yourself. It's not that. Yeah. But, I mean, how much better would it be for someone that's studied and understands this and works with this professionally? Yeah, yeah. I'd, yeah, I'd be hard-pressed to do a session by myself, I think. Um, there's practices you can do that would do similar things, but it is nice to have someone with you. To facilitate, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping that people will hear this and it'll at least give them a, huh, and maybe they'll get a chance to go do some research or, you know, watch some videos on YouTube or like see if, see if there's something that catches their attention. Is there anything that the listeners can contribute to amplifying, you know, your, to what the work you're doing or the change that you would like to see? Yeah. I mean, it's, I would say, getting curious and getting like learning about it so i mean for me personally like if somebody were to like reach out to me with their questions i'd be like really delighted to answer questions i can share resources um uh there's i have a newsletter that i put out that has information so we can link that in um somewhere and then also like just go on youtube and look up somatic experiencing look of polyvagal theory is like a really interesting source of information how do you so vagal is v-a-g-a-l yeah, yeah. so p-o-l-y-v-a-g-a-l um irene lyon irene lyon is r-i-n-r-i-e-n-e-l-y-o-n and she has a ton of videos on youtube about polyvagal about somatic experiencing just to sort of get you started on understanding how your nervous system works and the more people who are exposed to this i think it's going to help the culture make a shift. Yeah. Cool. Now you said get in touch with me, but you did not say how to get in touch yeah, with you. Yeah. <laughs> easiest way. Uh, my website is www.somaticsessionsanywhere.com. Um, Anywhere. A-N-Y-E-R-E. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and if you go to somaticsessionsanywhere.com, you'll be able to find uh, links to subscribe to my newsletter. You'll be able to find I have like a free somatic self-care mini course. I have a, a workshop that I do twice a month uh, called the self-care laboratory. And I will introduce a somatic concept or technique and we'll play with it and we'll discuss it together. It's kind of a like learn about how your body works, develop some interoception, you know, learn a cool trick to, you know, affect your own reality, this kind of thing. And you can also just find my contact info. Um, and I'm genuinely happy to, to, you know, we could do a 15 minute chat. I just like talking to people about this. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Thank you for your time and your heart and doing the work that you yeah, do. It's my pleasure. Nice talking to you, brother. Take care. You too. Take care.